Oh, oh my goodness gracious, guys. What a day. What a freaking day, man. I am in absolute shock. I'm in disbelief. Uh, We have been bamboozled, led astray, run amok, hoodwinked. Shout out to Stephen A. Smith, man. Oh, Jesus. If you don't know what I'm talking about by now, then I don't know what rock you've been living under, but Lewis Hamilton is going to the Scuderia. Lewis Hamilton is going to be wearing red overalls starting in 2025. Sir Lewis Hamilton is going to Ferrari. What? Like, what, bro? I don't think, what, bro? I am in absolute disbelief. I cannot, my brain can't compute what we just witnessed and like what is going on right now. This is the craziest move in all of sports, man. Like one of the craziest moves that I've ever could ever recall in all of sports. Like the only thing that's had this type of magnitude that I can remember is like LeBron going to Miami in 2012. And even like that, because there was a buildup to that with him doing the decision and all that stuff, there was no build up to this. We woke up, I woke up at seven o'clock this morning to messages and Instagram DMs and posts rumoring that Lewis Hamilton was going to Ferrari. And I'm still wiping the sleep out of my eyes and like getting ready to do my morning routine. And I get hit with an absolute nuke, bro. Like an absolute nuke. It's hard for me to even get my words out. I haven't even done my intro because I'm in absolute disbelief. This is one of the craziest things that's ever happened. But before we get into it, before we really start taking a deep dive, welcome. You are now listening to the Naldo F1 podcast. This is episode 23. Lucky number 23, I guess, man, because... What a day. This is going to be a day where I remember where I was and what was happening. February 1st, 2024, Lewis Hamilton got announced that he's moving to Ferrari. (laughs) This, like, absolutely shook the F1 world. But, yeah. Welcome, guys. If this is your first time listening, go ahead and subscribe to the show on YouTube Follow the show, subscribe on the audio channels. They're on all DSPs. Um, Go ahead and leave me a like if you're watching this on YouTube. Leave a comment, man. Let me know what you guys think about this big news, dude. Like, I am, like, over the moon. I got, like, jitters. I'm shaking because it just doesn't feel real. But leave me a like, subscribe, man. Leave me a comment. Let, Let me know what you guys think about the move and what you guys are feeling right now. And what you would compare this this type of move to. And leave me a five-star review if you're listening to the, this on the audio cha- channels. That really, really, really helps me. I cannot say this enough. Please leave me a five-star review if you're enjoying the show. If not, I don't really care. Screw off anyway. Don't say anything. Don't mess up my, what I got going on. Don't mess up my algorithms and all that. We're trying to take this thing to the top. Don't be a hater. Don't be a hater your whole life. But... Let's get into it, bro. I'm I I don't even know what to say. Like this is so 
massive and monumental. I mean, just getting pulled from all directions. I was at work all day just refreshing my timeline, just watching the memes and the reports and the articles just fly by. Nobody saw this coming. Well, I can't say nobody because last night I did see a tweet from Will Buxton. Uh, if you don't know who Will Buxton is, Will Buxton is one of like the top F1 journalists, media guys. He does a lot of like the big F1 interviews. He does a lot of the post-race and pre-race um, coverage and that sort of thing. But Will Buxton put out a tweet last night, and he said that if the news that gets announced tomorrow is what I think it is or what I've been hearing that it is, something to that effect, then it's going to absolutely shake the F1 world. And I had no clue what he was talking about. I don't think anybody knew what he was talking about. I'm thinking – damn, are they announcing a new team? Like, is Obviously, we knew Andretti wasn't going to get in because that had been announced already, that Andretti had been denied their entry. And I'll get into that a little bit later in the show. But like, is, like, is a new team going to announce? Is GM going to announce on their own? Um, are we getting some crazy – are we getting Kailami back or Sepang back on the calendar? Um, is somebody retiring? Would Lewis retire? I would have guessed that Lewis would have retired before I got this news. Is Fernando Alonso retiring? Hell, is Max Verstappen retiring? I don't know. But this is probably one of the last things I would have expected to happen. And one of the last things that I would have expected to happen on this random Thursday morning before testing, before the season starts, shit, before Netflix Drive to Survive even comes out. So, yeah, this morning it was announced. Well, I guess it was rumored that Lewis was moving to Ferrari starting in the 2025 season, and it was later confirmed by both teams, Ferrari and Mercedes, uh, both put out statements and post acknowledging the fact that Lewis is leaving post the 2024 season and heading to the Scuderia. And wow, the, the this famous Sebastian Vettel, four-time world champion Sebastian Vettel, quote, reigns true to this day. He said, everybody's a Ferrari fan. Even if you're not a Ferrari fan, you're still a Ferrari fan. And, geez, it couldn't be it couldn't be more true. Everybody's a Ferrari fan. I think deep down, like, everybody has a certain, like, appreciation and love for Ferrari. Whether you hate them, whether you, you love them and you're dedicated to Fosse fan, but – you you watch Ferrari. Like, the sport isn't the same without Ferrari, and the sport is better when Ferrari do, is doing good. I mean, they're the most storied team in the history of the sport. They're the only team in the history of the sport that are getting, like, legacy payouts. So Ferrari get a chunk of the money from the pot every single year just for being Ferrari, just because we are who we are, which is absolutely mental. So... For Lewis to be making such a big move so late in his career, I just cannot believe it. I am in utter like shock. I don't know how many times I've said shock. We can put an over-under on the amount of times I'm going to say that in this episode. But who would have guessed that this is where we'd be at and like, this is what we'd be dealing with? I just... Uh, so if you're not sure of the implications, so Lewis will drive for Mercedes to finish out the 2024 season, uh, partnering, with team, partnering with teammate George Russell, and Carlos Sainz will still finish out his term at Ferrari this year. Lewis was supposed to be under contract through 2025 with Mercedes, but if you know anything about F1 contracts or really any sports contract in general, they're damn near not 
they're worth about as much as the paper that they're printed on. So it really didn't make that much of a difference that he was under contract still. But boy, oh boy, man. So essentially he had a release option in his his clause for the 2025 season, very similar to, in NBA terms, let's say a player option at the end of their contract. So they'll sign like a four plus one or a five plus one, which means that fifth or sixth year is a player option, which means they can either opt in and take that money to stick with the team and play out that contract, or if they feel like they can renegotiate with better terms than they would get in that player option, then they can choose to either release themselves and go to another team or release themselves and renegotiate with that same team. So essentially the same thing is what Lewis had for the 2025 season, which was a player option on his contract. So he just signed a one plus one in August of 23, which is not even what, five months ago. And here we are. He announced that he moved And To be honest, I'm excited. Like, I'm a little bit hurt, not hurt, because I'm not. I wouldn't call myself a Mercedes fan. I think I've been very clear in saying that I'm a Lewis fan, and so I'm happy for Lewis. And I think that it just feels right for him to add this to a chapter of his his incredible story to drive for the the most storied franchise and the most storied team in the history of of racing. And for these two titans to collide at this point, at this juncture in his career, it just it feels unreal. And I'm I'm really excited. And I think that it really could be good. Now I do have some hesitations, but I mean to be honest, if if I'm gonna keep it a buck, my assessment is that at the absolute worst, let's say this move ends up being worst case scenario, I think it's a lateral move. Like I think at worst that this is a lateral move, and I think that the ceiling is sky high on this move because could you just imagine? I saw a tweet earlier amongst the myriad of of funny and crazy tweets that I see. Sorry, guys, I'm getting over a little bit of like a little chest stomach bug thingamajiggy. So if I sound a little nasally or if I'm sniffling, that's the reason why. So please forgive me, but I had to talk about this. Um, geez, lost my train of thought. Um, oh yeah, lateral move at worst. So this being a lateral move at worst, at its ceiling, I see the tweet that talked about. Imagine if Lewis got his eighth world championship at Michael Schumacher's team, beating your record at your team, doing the reverse. Michael Schumacher switching from Ferrari and coming back and going to Mercedes, trying to redeem his career and add some more onto his champion or his legacy, and then. Flip side for Lewis, having such a storied career at Mercedes, 82 wins, 11 seasons, six drivers' championships, seven constructors' championships. Um, Like I said, 82 wins, I think over 100 podiums. It's just the the list goes on of, of achievements at Mercedes. His rap sheet is crazy. He's, a, he's accomplished everything there is to accomplish. I mean, you could just take his Mercedes career and his McLaren career by themselves, and, like, they're both amazing, better than a lot of drivers. So his Mercedes career is absolutely storied, and Toto Wolff acknowledged that in his statement when he essentially said that Lewis will forever be a part of 
the Mercedes Motorsports history and has achieved absolute greatness in motorsport in that Mercedes car with the Silver Arrows and they're happy for him with his new endeavors and all the stuff that you know that they're supposed to stay the PR PR stuff. But I know deep down this shit hurts and what it gets me thinking about why because the car launches are coming up. I think Mercedes is launching their car on Valentine's Day. Speaking of, I saw a funny ass meme about Lewis coming back to the factory for the the car release and there was like a big like sign that they cut out from like a previous picture and it said welcome home cheater <laughs> and like you know that deep down they're probably sick like you can't you can only be so mad at lewis because he's giving you everything there is to accomplish but deep down you know that they're they're definitely sick as hell knowing that he's leaving at the end of next year which is so awkward to me and f1 is the only sport that's really like this where you can move to a different team but you're still racing for your current team through the season. So, like, we still have a whole season to get through. And now I'm like, damn, can we just, like, press the fast-forward button and skip to the 2025 season? Because, honestly, I feel like 2024 is going to be more of the same from last year. Maybe not as bad because I do think Ferrari have made some really good improvements to their car and that they're going – they have a lot of positive things in the works. And so I think that they can compete for wins, but I do think it's going to be a lot of Red Bull domination again in 24. But I don't know, man. Something had to have been going on behind the scenes for Lewis to just be like, deuces, I'm jumping ship. Like, I'm out of here. And so, like, did he hop in the simulator of the W15 and just like, nope, donezo, that's it, I'm out called up uh fred his old buddy fred because they go way back the team boss fred vasur at ferrari was lewis's team boss and uh, in gp2 at art and i believe they have a history going back to even like his younger junior days in like formula three and like karting and stuff like that so i think they've had a good relationship for a really long time and i think that helped kind of curate this this marriage if you will and wow what what a pairing this is going to be so yeah, what what did, where did it go wrong with Mercedes for him to jump ship at this point in his career? Because I think if you ask all of us at the end of last season, we probably all would have told you that Lewis will probably more likely than not finish his career at Mercedes. Like if I took a poll of the majority of F1 fans, I guarantee I think probably 70 or 80% would say that Lewis would retire with Mercedes. But that is not the case. Not at all. He's 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 going to be in red overalls next year, and I don't know what to think. But now looking back on it, the wheels are starting to turn and the dots are connecting, and it's making a lot more sense as to some of the things that we saw in the past. I mean, there was a clip going around from Media Day. I believe that was Monaco. Either it was Monaco or Italy because Charles had, like, the special edition white uh, Ferrari cap on, and I believe that was Monaco. But – They were, Lewis and Charles did a media day together. And so for Formula One drivers, their media days, they sit in a room with like other random other drivers. So they'll get picked at random. So one day it may be Lewis, Charles, Esteban Ocon, Alex Albon, and Yuki. And then the next day it may be like George, Max, Fernando, Carlos. And so they got to get put in there at random. But Charles... 
and Lewis were in the same session one day, and they asked Charles about some rumors regarding his 2025 teammate and what he looks for in a teammate and, like, the qualities that he likes in a teammate. And it's just funny because they, like, him and Lewis kind of, like, Charles looked over to Lewis, and they both kind of giggled, and he was just like, hello, Lewis. And Lewis just there cheesing, and you're like, what the fuck is going on with these guys? But now it makes sense. They knew They knew beforehand. They knew way back when. I think Lewis has been – I mean, these rumors have been swirling about for years that Lewis would potentially race for Ferrari. I know that was something that popped up, I think, last – in 2022. I keep saying last year, but last year, 2023. But, I mean, I think these rumors popped up in 2022 when Mercedes were struggling that Lewis could be looking to make a move to Ferrari. And even before that, I think in 2019 there's a clip of him talking about how – it may be cool one day to drive for Ferrari. But at the time, it didn't make sense because Mercedes were so dominant. Why would you ever leave? And now that there's a lot of chinks in the armor and that the the foundation is all but cracked, essentially. I mean, Mercedes are, for all intents and purposes, a shit show. And they don't really seem like they have any direction or any real understanding of their package in this project. So I think Lewis has just wiped his hands clean and said, look, I give, I've given you guys all IRS to give. And I don't think that this is the place for me to win my eighth world title. So that's the only reason why I can see you making a move like this, because that W15 must be complete ass. Like it has to be, it has to be right. There's no other explanation for, him to be making this move, especially announcing it so early. I mean, we haven't even got to testing. So for him to announce it so early, this W15 must be trash. He must have sat in that simulator, drove that car, and kissed his teeth and said, fuck off, man. I, I just, I'm, I'm in complete disbelief, man. It's hard to stay focused just because I keep going back to the feeling that I got when I open my phone and see announce Lewis Hamilton in Ferrari, I mean, even seeing the Photoshop pictures of him in the red overalls, it just feels surreal. Like it's not going to feel real until I see him get on the track in that red car with the red overalls on with a new helmet. It's just, it's nuts, bro. And I'm like cheesing from ear to ear because I just cannot believe it. And he just adds his name to the list of, historic drivers to drive for Ferrari, legends that have driven for Ferrari. I mean, we go down the list, we got Seb, we got Kimi Raikkonen, we got Fernando Alonso, we got Michael Schumacher, freaking Rubens Barrichello, you got uh, Alberto Ascari, um, didn't Fangio drive for Ferrari, Nicky Lauda, Alan Prost, like the list goes on just of, of these legendary names of guys who have driven for Ferrari and world champions that have driven for Ferrari. I mean, Charles Leclerc is looking to add his name to this list. Nigel Mansell, like I said, Alan Pross, uh, Jesus, Felipe Massa was a race winner and he competed for, for championships before. It's just, it's absolutely insane. Like I, I just seeing him rocking that shield is going to be crazy and the memes oh my god the memes have done absolute numbers shout out to larry june numbers the memes have done absolute numbers it's just been back to back to back i've been on my ass laughing all day and yeah i am genuinely happy and i'm excited i think this is a great move i think if you asked me two years ago i would have 
say, yeah, but I'm actually excited because Ferrari, I mean, they were the only team to win a race that wasn't Red Bull last year. And I think that given Lewis's stature, I do believe, and Fred Vasseur has made the right moves. I mean, we haven't talked as much about the Ferrari strategy blunders and just these, these nonsense moves and these nonsense strategy calls, messing up pit stops. And I think they've really gotten their act together under team boss Fred Vasseur. So I think this is the right time for Lewis to make this move, especially with new engine regulations coming in 2026 and the power units going from uh, being mostly IC, ICE and turbocharged power to being 50-50 hybrid and ICE turbo. So there's still going to be the 1.6 liter turbo V6s. But they're going to be 50-50 on power from hybrid the hybrid system and the combustion engine, as well as being 100% sustainable fuels. And Ferrari are very confident that they could be a class leader in that field with their power unit. And I think if that's the case, then they could very easily come back to contention. So really, I guess my expectation for this move is 2025, Ferrari maybe win a couple races. Like I think if Lewis wins... Let's just say Ferrari wins two to three races this season, 2024. I would expect them to win maybe five or six in 2025 and kind of progress and Lewis come in because Lewis is a better driver than Carlos. I'm sorry. I love Carlos. So the Carlos fans out there, don't kill me, but I think it's pretty objective when we say that Lewis is a better driver than Carlos. So they win. let's say they win five, six races in, in 2025. I think that will be a success. I think that would be very promising moving into the new engine regulations and the new car regulations because the cars are changing appearances as well in 2026. And so for Lewis, I think that the timing is right. But we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, this is all speculation at this point, but Jesus, yeah, I I have a good feeling right here that this is going to be something major. But as far as Carlos signs, man, I feel for him. I really, really do because he's a great driver. He's done everything that he possibly could for Ferrari and in that car, and he's performed really well, beating Charles a couple of times, uh, pretty much matched him for the majority of the time. I mean, I know there was time periods where Carl or where Charles was just absolutely smoking his boots. But for the most part, it's – been pretty even between those two so Carlos is going to be obviously out of a seat and you start thinking of where the landing spots for him could be I mean obviously Mercedes is going to have to take a look at him I know he's been linked to Audi already and because of like the ties with his father because his father races for Audi his father just won Dakar which it's absolutely nuts because his father's like 62 years old, winning motor high, very, very prestigious motor racing events. And he's 62 years old, just out here winning these shits, which is absolutely nuts. But he's been linked to Audi through that channel, and I believe that's probably where he's going to end up. Now, what he does in 2025, because Audi isn't entering until 2026, and so he would maybe have to drive like a piece of shit Sauber car for a year until Audi come in and take over. But 
Mercedes is a spot. I've been hearing rumors about Aston. I think if Fernando jumps at the opportunity to take that Mercedes seat, then maybe Aston is a possibility for Carlos on like a one-year deal just as a filler piece. I don't know. I don't really know how Aston would feel about that. And who knows? He could take a sabbatical, man, and, and go race other racing series and just wait on Audi. But I think he would want to keep the, the, the muscles sharp and stay in Formula One, ideally. So Carlos is without a seat. And then you start thinking about who's going to take that Mercedes seat now that he's gone. Because I know it's not a – Lewis, clearly the seat wasn't good enough for Lewis. But for a lot of guys out there, for – 85% of the grid, that's a better seat than what they have right now. So anybody that's not in a Red Bull, Ferrari, or currently in a Mercedes, that's a very appealing seat. So you have the guy likes of Alex Albon probably looking at that seat. Pierre Esteban Ocon probably looking at that seat. Fernando Alonso potentially looking at that seat. Carlos Sainz obviously looking at that seat. And then you have their juniors. Um, Kimi Antonelli, I think is his name is, is their their junior this year. But I don't think that's a possibility for 25. I think they're looking further ahead, maybe 27 for him. But we'll just have to wait and see, man. I think Fernando, if they're look, if they're really taking Kimi that seriously, I think 20. I think Fernando Alonso might be your best option because you can get him. He's since he's older, you can get him on a shorter deal. And potentially look to transition him out while you're bringing Kimmy in. And then for George, I think George is probably over the moon because now the 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 monkey is off of his back to have to perform against a seven-time world champion and the record holder, holder in race wins and pole positions and podiums and points. Like, that's just so much pressure. And I think that because the car wasn't competing for championships, I think George felt like it was the time to assert himself above Lewis. And I think that George would have been really well served to learn a lot from Lewis. And I think this is a dynamic that I haven't really heard anybody talking about is that relationship between George and Lewis and now Charles and Lewis. I just feel like Part of the reason why the Ferrari thing is going to work is I feel like Lewis and Charles have a better relationship and will get on better than George and Lewis did. And I think that the things that Charles struggles with, like everything that Charles gets criticized about are strengths of Lewis's. So Lewis is very composed under pressure. Lewis is very good at managing his tires. His race pace is great. Um, Charles has very quick one lap pace, but everything that we criticize him for were these little tiny like mental errors that he gets these random points in these critical junctures in a race where you're just like, you cannot make that mistake. Like the, the, the Baku incident in 2019, when he just ran into the wall, like the, I am stupid incident, or when he spun out in France in 2022, just those kind of things where you're like, it if he can just fix that, he would easily be world championship material. And I think Charles is much more willing to learn from Lewis and pick up on a lot of those tidbits that you can get from a seven-time world champion than George was because I think George was really out to prove himself. And this is not a indictment of George. I just think that George was out to prove himself in that 
he was trying to assert himself above a world champion. And so if I can beat him, that will make me the number one driver and I won't have to worry about it. But it really didn't work out that way because he finished ahead of him in the standings in 2022 and Lewis came out and essentially smacked him around, at least in race pace and in the standings where it matters, which is the driver standings and where you earn your points on race day. Qualifying, they were pretty evenly matched, but race day, George just seemed nowhere near him. And so I think George is probably relieved to have that monkey off of his back. But we'll just have to see, man. This is this is exciting, though. One thing that is going to be crazy, though, is the dynamic this year because you know that Lewis and, and Carlos are not getting preferential treatment within the teams anymore. So if, Lewis, if it wasn't clear-cut who the number one driver was at either of those teams for 2024, we'll know real quick. In 2024, they're going to learn you real quick because Lewis is going to pretty much be racing Dolo this coming up year because I can promise you Mercedes are probably not going to do him any favors on his way out as far as strategy calls and preferential treatment and being the lead driver. Lewis is going to have to just do this all on his own on pure pace. So that should be interesting. But, yeah, I, I just this is this is so crazy, man. Um Damn, I'm excited, bro. Hey, Tafosi, here we come. I've been getting messages all day talking about, hey, Louis, Mercedes just lost two-thirds of their fan base, and they heading straight to the Tafosi. Like, we here, bro. When you see me in red, don't say shit. I don't want to hear shit. Yeah, I'm following Lewis. We here. Tafosi, what's up? Embrace me. I'm here. I spent all this time talking shit about Ferrari and criticizing them. And, hey, I'm here. Ferrari merch on the way. Shout me out, man. Somebody hooked me up with the merch. But, yeah, man. I think I'm going to wrap it there. Uh, that was a good one. I just wanted to get something out here really, really quick. Emergency episode. And there's some other news in F1 with the tracks and, um, like, Andretti news and stuff like that. But I'll get into that on another pod. Maybe I'll do a second short one this weekend just to uh, cover that sort of stuff. But I just really needed to get this Lewis one out tonight so uh wherever you're listening to this man follow me subscribe to the show like comment subscribe five star review follow me on socials at naldo underscore 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 formula one there'll be links everywhere cars descriptions uh tweets insta insta post snap tweeting snap facing insta ham all of that good shit but yeah i appreciate you guys i'm out peace